Hi, guys. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to this special edition of Television Gush. We're calling this TV Gush Part One. We're gonna go into a little bit of our histories with television shows, and I know a lot of people grew up watching TV, and I had a lot of TV. Band in my house, kind of, and I wasn't much of a troublemaker, yeah, unlike my siblings. Yeah. Um, I, it's it's, it's a funny experiences. So, so we'll go through that. We'll go through just the you know the shows that we kind of fell in love with, the shows that made us TV watchers, and just we're just gonna gush about some TV shows that we love. And I'm looking right now at my bookshelf full of like TV show box sets, which you can get for two ninety nine at any used DVD or video game store. <laughs> um, I bought them all a Hollywood video like a fool when they were going out of business. So. Shout out to the Hollywood video that no longer exists on Chandler Boulevard. Um, but yeah, Brendan, did you want to start just talking about how TV came to be in your life? So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't say that we had it banned, but I mean, it was very much edited for adult content. Um, but there were still these shows. So like, I would watch sitcoms my parents had watched. I, I watched my Seinfeld. I watched Friends. I never went back to Friends, but I still watch Seinfeld on the regular. That one still right. gets me, as far as sitcoms go. Um, I remember a big one that stuck with me as a kid, where I realized that something could be extremely funny and yet very somber and talk tackle really big issues, was watching MASH. Oh, really? The original I, MASH, huh? Did you ever watch the original MASH? Uh, on and off. It, it was interesting because I would see MASH on TV and sometimes it'd be an episode with a laugh track and sometimes it wouldn't have a laugh track. But I know about the key like character that passed away and I know about yeah. like the ending was the most watched TV thing of all time. I tell um, you, I, I just I don't know a show that will consistently make me laugh and make me think. Or at least that was when I realized it was possible. And I think yeah. I think that's probably true for a lot of people going back decades before I was born. Um, I just think it was a special show. I still think my favorite TV quote of all time is by, I can't think of the character's name, he's only in like a handful of episodes, but he's a psychologist who shows up, they're playing poker, and at the very end he says, ladies and gentlemen, take my advice, pull down your pants and slide on the ice. <laughs> <laughs> and I still quote that regularly, because I, I, I don't know. It's, so th that was... That was <laughs> The realization that you could learn, laugh, and and care about characters in such a way, um, but but you know the the standards. Seinfeld to me was a show about terrible people. It's hilarious. Um, we did Law and Order growing up before Law and Order had to get really 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 dirty in every production. episode. <laughs> wow. I love Law and Order. Um, yeah, wow. I yeah. have to say the thing with. Uh, like I mean, I'll get to my with my shows or my experience with those shows. But the thing for me was I had been on a panel or I had been to a writing conference one time, mm -hmm. and Bill Lawrence was giving a presentation about Scrubs, and he effectively the said, the, "Yes, yeah, the the creator, the showrunner. Um, he actually is the creator of Ted Lasso, which I recently oh, learned. Oh, nice! Or, I need to do or, that. Show. Heck, That's been on my to do list all year. We just did episode one, and I'm gonna wait to watch it with the wife because I think she'll enjoy it. It's uh, nice. it's a little Shit's Creek sweetness that we'll need." Um, yep. But he had said the only reason why Scrubs exists was because of Mash. Like that's what he really? was raised on. That was, and he's like, he's, if you watch closely, the formula is pretty much that the same. Follows. Yeah. Scrubs is so, a little bit more slapstick, but it's still dealing with drama and comedy as they're married together, and I love that. Yes. I think that's a really good way of doing comedy. I agree. I agree. And that that show rocked for a number of seasons before it it, it didn't, but. Um, so you got to watch Seinfeld growing up, huh? I did. I did. I mean, 
certain episodes we're not allowed to watch. We were not allowed to watch the contest. So as, or the sponge. I'm sure. I'm sure that was see a the sponge topic didn't make sense to little me, so it wasn't as big a deal. <laughs> what is this about dishes? Uh, I'm about to say I'm in a writer's forum on Facebook, and one of the people was recently uh, talking about a pitch document, and somebody uh-huh. commented, remember, we don't sell the steak, we sell the sizzle. And I did not know that that was a Cosmos Kramer uh, quote. <laughs> I but I kind of love that, that quote. It's, it what works for a lot from? of things. Doesn't I matter, find but it. that sounds like a Cosmo Kramer quote. It does sound like something he would say. Um, I think, what, what about cartoons? Was that... I'm sure you watched a ton of cartoons growing up. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so there's Batman the Animated Series, still in my mind, the greatest kids cartoon ever made, mainly because they made it to be entertaining for adults and just made sure it was child appropriate, which I think is a better way of doing children's programming. If it's entertaining for an adult, the kids will rise to the occasion. I, I remember so watching that and thinking they're treating me seriously as a kid, Another one that I remember was, um, now this is going to sound silly, but uh, a show that I, I was, was transformative to me as a child was watching Digimon. Yeah, how about that? <laughs> I, I think what it was about Digimon that got me, and I realized as an adult that this is more a, a factor of anime in general, and I didn't as a kid realize that, but I loved that there was continuity. I, yes. Continuity was so important. I hated it when, when kids shows, even with drama, that every episode they just forgot everything that happened the episode before. There was no status quo change. It was just the same thing over and over and over again. Um, mm-hmm. and, and I think Batman, I love that too, because there was that uh, the, the heritage of different Robins were passed down and the world would change and the characters, it didn't have as much continuity. They were more isolated episodes, but the world would evolve until you finally got to Justice League, which was just powerhouse of kids programming. But mm-hmm. I, I like continuity. How about you? I mean, what were you guys watching? Both cartoons, I mean, and adults <laughs> fair. I want to quickly say, what happened, DC? What happened? Uh, um, yeah. Well, I don't know. New Suicide Squad was pretty fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Me too. Me too. Absolutely. Um, I mean, the big, the biggest, earliest memory I can think of for TV for me was Darkwing Duck, and it was from moving yes, from one house and all the way to the next. I have all the Darkwing Duck box sets directly behind me. I love that show. It was, um, it was kind of my first foray into Disney cartoon programming, at least ones sure. I could actually remember. Um, that was my was, favorite of their lineup. Yeah, man, it really was. DuckTales was good. Gummy Bears was good for what it yep, was. Yep. Gargoyles took it to a whole nother level. So Gargoyles, I remember, this is weird. I remember my mother pushing me to watch more Gargoyles because she could tell it was a better show and it wouldn't drive her as crazy, <laughs> you know, when kids watch the same <laughs> show over and over again. But I never grabbed it. Now as an adult, I feel like I missed out on Gargoyles. Oh, man. it's I, I think... Maybe when the kids get to be around eight or nine, um, yeah. it's still really good. Um, well, we haven't <laughs> were, we, we haven't sheltered our kids for much. There you go. There were. Uh, I mean, I remember watching little bits of Gargoyles in my early twenties, and like when, <laughs> this is so. This is probably too much, but just like when the one of the last episodes when the main girl detective kisses Goliath, I was like, even the damn statue gets action. This is bull. So, so that's the way kids' cartoons can make you feel. Uh, Chip and da- uh, Chip and Dale Rescue Rangers, Goof yep, Troop. There yep, was this. Yep. Uh, oh, what was it? Disney Afternoons on was it WGN or ABC in Chicago? That's what I remember is these Disney's Afternoons, 
and we'd always miss the first one, and then we'd rush home from school and get to see something. Do the second one. Um, and then, gosh, it was around middle school, high school, when Dragon Ball Z really popped onto the scene, and I got crazy nuts on that. Was that your anime fix? I mean, is that... Was that um, when that it started? was probably Pokemon first. It was Pokemon first. Yeah, um, Pokemon was I my remember, first one. I remember when the, I mean, the very first episode I saw, I came home from school, my siblings were already watching it, and it was uh, this fashion episode. And the first Pokemon I ever laid eyes on was Chansey, and uh, ever since Chansey. then, she's my favorite Pokemon. <laughs> oh, shoot. Well, wait, hold uh, on, we're, that, we're, we're skipping yeah. over a huge one. Ninja Turtles? Yeah, yep, Turtles were definitely a part of it. I remember... Um, I remember being on CBS for a chunk of time with a really good Sonic the Hedgehog cartoon, which nobody ever seems to oh, talk okay, about. Okay, okay, okay. We got to talk about that for a second. Please. So, Ninja Turtles was my first obsession, but I want to talk about Sonic. Um, so, did you know that both of those Sonic cartoons came out at the same time because they didn't know no. what tone they wanted to fit? There is what? a goofy slapstick Sonic the Hedgehog, which is just Sonic Tales and Robotnik, and they go on zany adventures. And then there's that serious Sonic the Hedgehog, and those aired at the same time. I don't know if they're the same channel, but at the same time, my understanding is because they didn't know what tone to go, so they just went both oh tones. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but that, that serious that Sonic like is what the... got me into comic yeah. books, because I love those characters, and really? I couldn't get enough of them in the season or two that they did the show. What was the girl's name? Sally. Sal- yes, thank you. Sally. I yep. always forget that one but see this is it's it's because of the show that i don't call him eggman to me he is always always dr robotnik i am the same way because that's what he was in the comics that followed that show's plot because the comics followed the show's plot line that the serious one and i've got like 150 of those downstairs those are (laughs) those are my my gateway drug to comic books that's terrific. We got to go through the Sonic covers sometime because they the covers of the comics are ridiculously funny. If you look one like of my of them. dream <laughs> toys, models, three D prints has always been Mecha Knuckles from that Sonic comic series. Whoa! I've always wanted a Mecha Knuckles. I'm tossing around trying to learn three D modeling just so I can make myself a Mecha Knuckles. <laughs> Which brings us to today's sponsor, Udemy, LinkedIn Learning. No. All right, back to it. <laughs> Oh my gosh! Uh, yeah, I remember. So I remember the the turtles on CBS. The title sequence. I mean, to this day, the title sequence holds up as being really freaking well done. My son about um, once a week will come in and ask me to play turtles so we can dance to it together. Yes. Oh, wonderful! Like arcade or t- turtles in time or. I uh, know we do the we do the the opening sequence the with the starts of that guitar riff and then right into Teenage Mutant yeah. Turtles. Ah, <sighs> oh, what a beautiful sound! What a yeah. beautiful sound! It Splinter is. taught them to be ninja teens. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Donatello, and does Donatello really do machines? I mean, does he? <laughs> yes, he's he my does. man. He's my boy. I've, I've aspired boy. to be Donatello. That's was he your favorite? Man. Yeah, absolutely. Oh man, after oh, man. my own heart. No, he's nobody's favorites. That, oh man, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> love you too, Raphael. Man, that's what that one or Michelangelo tends to be everybody's favorite. You always yeah. know like, who the Leonardo kid was on the playground, but just like us, Donatellos, man. The Donatellos for life. He's where it's at. He's where it's at where it's at um but yeah with it you know growing up i think it was always a struggle to try to find like the the appropriate amount of tv time and like what to spend that tv time on like it yes. was almost like those were my quarters at the Your arcade budget so the only way i got away with murder was one saturday morning 
with, gosh, what was the order? It was Doug, and then it was Recess, and then it was Pepper Doug, Ann. There were little Doug. sketches in between. And then we would jump over to um, Fox Kids, where Spider-Man, the animated series, to me, probably one of my top five favorites of all time. Say what you will about the overacting, if you haven't seen that video <laughs> with millions of hits. I get it. Um, but I that the writing on that show was very solid. The storylines were very cool. I was obscenely addicted to that you, show. You, you're talking I, about you said Spider Man, the '90s Spider Man. Yeah, so yes, I sir. really liked it as a kid. As an adult, man, the editing of that is frenetic. Oh, I know. You people think Disney recycles a bunch with like Jungle Book and Robin Hood. Oh my gosh, you have not seen a kids a Fox Kids show like Spider Man, where it was recycling <laughs> after recycling. Holy crap, it was painful. Like, I mean, I noticed that stuff as a kid, too, where it's just like, no, he, he crawled through that vent back when he was fighting Hydro Man and Dr. Octavius and Shocker, <laughs> and now he's crawling through that same vent again because of Alistair Smythe. Well, they're all building their bases in. in the same building. That's how that works. <laughs> <laughs> the Empire State Building, for the record, which has a, a port that just jumps down, and you can just land your helicopter on, and then it closes up again. Oh, but that show was rocking. Um... Superman was somewhere in there. Superman loves Superman. Well, I, I did the, the DC animated hour, that Batman into the new Batman into Superman. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the Superman one that sticks out for me is when Darkstar kills the chief of police. I don't recall Something that like that. One. I have that memory, like, blasted in my mind because it looked like he was shooting a Superman and the beam went around him and it killed this other guy. And it was Are like you talking really... about Darkseid? Dark side, yes, thank yeah, you. Yeah, with his Omega beams, right. Yes, yes. So I have that memory, like, burned in there. <laughs> Dark side um, is a great villain. I mean, I mean that's I, silly to say. The Thanos of DC Comics. But he is a great villain, and they did such a good job of him in that show. Do you ever watch Justice League? I've seen... I've seen probably about half the episodes of Justice League. I do have every episode. Um, of, of the, my favorite ones tend to be the standalone episodes, when Wonder Woman becomes a pig. Um... And Batman has oh, that to is sing a good episode. She has to good sing Lord. to him. Sing to her. Am I blue? I love it. I love, I love the episode that. where Batman is helping the little girl die. That's oh, that was uh, I think that I believe that episode is called Epilogue, and that's Batman Beyond. Uh, oh right, years in the future. Right, right, right. Yep. The, the uh, Batman Beyond. Uh, Batman Beyond is the other one that was great. Yes. The, that, the very uh, end of Justice League, though, when Superman fights Darkseid, there's a sequence where. One of my favorite Superman sequences where he's explaining that I'm a god who lives in a paper world, and I'm so excited because I don't have to hold back on you. And it's such a great moment. <laughs> I have uh, the I have this playlist of songs, like, if I ever had a band that went big, like, what song would we come out to? Like, you know, shut all the lights off and then play a song, and then everybody, like, walks out, people go nuts. Like, the Batman Beyond theme song is, like, number two on that list. So good! So good! Yeah. I made my wife watch Batman Beyond with me a couple years ago, and she talked about how great <laughs> <laughs> Such a good song. Oh gosh, and that I don't man, that just sparked something, which was the thought process was insane electric guitar intros, and that got me thinking of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. Oh yeah, totally. Yeah, that was a good one. Man. That was a big one. It's funny because I was leading up to say that there wasn't really a TV show that I watched with real human beings, with the exception of the occasional home improvement, um, until I hit college, but no, I guess not. Like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was uh, one of them, Big Bad, Beetleborgs, Goosebumps. There's yep, at least three yep, right there. VR Troopers, um, I did right there, too. Not allowed in our house. Why not? Why Power oh Rangers my gosh. not VR Troopers? 
Because the main bad guy in VR Trooper said, forces of darkness empower me. And my mom would say, well, you know who the true force of darkness is, the devil. So we don't watch that show. So we never got to watch VR Troopers, ever. But he's the bad guy. The bad guy I can know. use the forces of darkness. I know, I know. And he we, was a, we rewatched Mighty Morphin Power Rangers with the kids recently, and I don't know how I didn't as a kid. Re- like, you, like the, the way they filmed that, they just took the, the Super Sentai series from Japan and just edited in American kids out of the costume. Angel it is, City. <laughs> it is so obvious as an adult, and I had no idea as a kid. It's so obvious. Well, because they'd have the occasional episodes where, like, here's the White Ranger, and he takes off his mask, and it's Tommy. It's like, so then it really must be them in the masks and the helmets and everything. I, oh, I, my gosh. It, it's it's distracting as a grown-up. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but um, it was great stuff. Tommy was the best, yeah. I remember seeing... Gosh, I remember when I saw a Toy Story in the theaters, I went to go to the bathroom and I peeked in another theater and it was the Power Rangers Turbo movie. <laughs> it was either that or it was the Star Wars Special Editions. I don't recall, but it was one of those two things in Fox Lake 5. I don't remember which one, but... The other show that I was thinking about with live-action people was TGI Friday. We got to see Sabrina Teenage Witch, this weird genie yes. show. Yep. Um, or this weird ghost show. It, it always ghost Rider? There's always... Not Ghost Rider. Oh, man, Wishbone. We watched Wishbone. Wishbone. The PBS The only time I was ever grounded as a kid is over Wishbone. Wow. Why? Because I was being a jerk. (laughs) If my sister's listening, which she probably is not, uh, my sister loved Wishbone, and I was more or less indifferent about it. And uh, (laughs) I remember one day watching it and coming downstairs to tell her I had watched it without her, and she had missed it. And I did this just to hurt her feelings because I was a jerk. Um, not usually, but but in that circumstance, I mean, usually I was, I think I was decent, but I did this right in front of my mom, thinking that'd be okay to do. Um, and my mother oh my said gosh. that was a really cruel thing to do. For your punishment, I'm grounding you from seeing Independence Day in theaters, and so that was that was the punishment. Wow! Yeah, Welcome go. to Earth. Dang man. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Wishbone was important to us because our we got a Jack Russell Terrier in 2001, Ooh. and his name was Candy Cane, um, and so Wishbone became part of our lives once again, just when that happened. Nice. So, um, but that show holds up pretty okay, I think. I've seen it since childhood. I wouldn't know. I wouldn't. Know. Yeah. I mean, I, just, I almost don't even think about PBS shows. Everybody watched Reading Rainbow, and. I remember watching Arthur just because it was the only cartoon on. I don't know if I ever enjoyed it, but it was often the only cartoon that was on, so I watched a fair amount of it. And get along with each other. Hey! Oh, man, so I, I guess that was really... Man, that was my childhood TV right there. <laughs> for the most part. I'm sure there were little things mixed in. There was this uh, VHS we'd get. Whenever we came to Arizona to visit, my grandmother would rent Denver the Last Dinosaur from... Video update, video empire on Warner, I think. Um, and that was like a lot of standalone cartoons. I don't know if it was ever on television or maybe if it was Canadian or something, but that was a show that sticks in my memory as well. My rental cartoon was um, Earthworm Jim. I I don't think we ever saw Earthworm Jim. Look up the theme song. It's good stuff. Earthworm Jim. He's such a groovy guy. Earthworm Jim. He rockets through the sky. 
Which reminds me, we also watched Casper if we got up early enough on Saturday. Yep, yep. And we weren't interested in one Saturday morning. Or if Duck was a repeat. Which I did like it when Cartoon Network used to have more old Hanna-Barber cartoons. You could do Cas- the old Casper, the Scooby-Doo, um, Man. all those. Do you remember Super Chunk? I don't. Super Chunk was a Saturday afternoon into evening show on Cartoon Network where they would take a show and just do a three-hour chunk of it. Oh, maybe I do. I that thought was that was the title exp- of a show, but they would just you would marathon it. Yes, that's how I got exposed to Speed Racer, Two Stupid Dogs, uh, Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest, I, I was just going to say. I really yep. enjoyed that one. That, that's what, that movie has been in development hell forever. I've read like two different writers' takes on that um, story, and both were completely excellent, but hmm. nobody wants just to go forward off. with it. Yeah, I don't know. But again, yeah, that seems to be the most, for the most part, those are the cartoons that I can recall. I mean, you know, I'd say Disney movies, but this is a TV gush episode. So you're so. getting to be a teen now. You're growing up. What do you, what's yeah. going on now? Mm, what is going on at that point? Toonami. Because that was Dragon Ball Z. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I remember being like, I don't know. I remember Outlaw Star, but I didn't care for the animation, but now I definitely would care to watch it. That makes I was a bit anime snobby as a teenager. I was kind of anti. Yeah. Which anti anime in general? I was as a teenager. I remember doing Witch Hunter Robin on Toonami, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. I was a snobby kid about this issue. I was wrong. I admit I was wrong. The you helped me I... see the errors of my ways in college. <laughs> and I like to think I also helped my buddy Seth. Well, you we all know Seth. He was on the he was on last season with The Incredibles. He finally saw the error of his ways when he saw Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and now he's a lot more open to trying different animes yep, out. Yep. And speaking of which, I was trying a new anime out today. Uh, Hero Mia. It's a teen high school romance. Mm. I can tell already that it is so up my alley because I love that girl teeny popper crap. Um, <laughs> as far as romantic anime stories, those are my favorite. I love Fruits Basket. Y'all shut up. Honey that Clover's was the one amazing. you gave me to watch first. Oh my gosh. Somebody, okay, here it is. Somebody from Franciscan stole my DVDs and they never gave them back. That's 50 bucks out of my pocket. Who the hell was it? <laughs> I, for one, blame James. No. Um, so, no, no. That I can tell you it wasn't me because um, the copy you gave me was definitely not on DVD. Yes, because I I knew that I, that was a series. I'd be letting people borrow a ton, so I ripped the DVDs myself. Good man. Yes. Nice. And I, I see now, and we'll get into this in just a little bit, there's a TV show that I absolutely love that I have now officially started to wear out the DVDs. And I know I'm going to have to That's take an awesome. afternoon and just rip all the episodes on handbrake because there's only like 16 episodes. Huh, that's awesome. I think you know what show I'm talking about. <laughs> take I, my love, take my land, uh, take me where I cannot stand. Yeah, it's been a long time since I've watched those. I should pop those back in. You've never seen Firefly or you have? No, I have. I have. No, absolutely. I just, it's been a while. I have them downstairs. I Mine are not worn out though yet. I'm sure this is blasphemous for most Whedon worshippers, which we won't go into, but I've seen maybe, I've seen two episodes of Buffy ever, and I've seen five I've episodes of Angels of ever. That's Buffy. it. I've never seen an episode of Buffy or Angel. If you've In fact, never the only seen Whedon Buffy, show I've watched is Firefly. If you've never seen, I tried Dollhouse on, I just didn't care for it. it. Didn't if you've never me. seen the Buffy, well, you haven't seen Buffy at all. So the episode where they, there's like a demon that makes them all sing like they're in a musical. I've watched clips of that. Yes. As an episode, that's just amazing. <laughs> that's just great stuff. But right as a teenager, that, uh... I'm trying to think. What else was I watching? A lot of music videos. Like, uh, I started recording a ton of 
Conan, Leno, Craig oh. Kilborn, and MTV2, Hard Rock Countdown. Like, I was just obsessed with collecting music videos back then, so I wasn't watching a ton of other television. And I was also consuming a, a truckload of video games. So I got my first video game system ever when I was in high school. Um, so that took away a lot of the late Someday 90s. Someday we'll do a video game gush, too. Oh, oh gosh, for sure. And, uh, you know, when we hit 10,000 listens, we'll do a special video game gush with Mr. Kyle, and we'll do Final Fantasy VIII, and that will be insanely long. Um, but I also missed... I, so I I didn't watch a lot of the Fox shows. Actually, I didn't watch any Fox shows. Gosh, cause, but I remember the commercials for Melrose Place, Party of Five, 90210. Um, I remember... I actively remember like seeing those commercials on TV and having zero interest. So those dramas, I don't think I had much interest, but I also don't think we were allowed to watch many of those those teenage dramas. Those were yeah with those teenage were problems. Yeah, yeah, which is crazy because like you think about some of the teen dramas that have come out in the last two decades, like um, the Secret Life of the American Teenager. I think that's what it was on Freeform, and that is like the most tame stuff compared to what Fox was putting on back in the nineties. <laughs> So I know around that time, I was goody two-shoes, and my mother thought that The Simpsons were the worst thing in the world because cartoons yes. were not supposed to have adult jokes. Yes, that's correct. And I just I agreed, and I played by the rules. But then my sister, for whatever reason, tried to convince her that it's not as bad as you think it is, Mom. And she's like, oh, it's not as bad as I think it is. And so we started watching it, and that was the <laughs> end of me. Like, I was snooty about it. We don't need The Simpsons. We can say no to it. And then I started watching it, and it was the greatest thing ever. We, I mean, I'm sure our our listeners can relate to this experience. Anytime we ever tried to get our parents to watch The Simpsons, it was always an episode that either mocked God or church or the, like, so, so for example, content. well, even, yeah, oh gosh, the one where like Marge and Homer are having their sexcapades all throughout town. I, I tried to watch that. My mom came in the room and saw that one. I tried to watch the one where Homer doesn't want to go to church and, and God actually like, I think it was the scene where God's like, you know, Homer, you're right. Church is kind of boring. I'd rather be watching football on a Sunday. And she's just like, Nope, shut it off. Shut it off. Shut but it off, he gets off. his comeuppance by the end. I know, but I never knew the end because I didn't get to finish the episode. To finish it. it was literally any ep- And then uh Treehouse of horror uh, four. Where ho- where, uh, Homer sells his soul. Like, yeah. It, it could not have been worse luck. I mean, it was just like the parents walking in on the sex scene of a movie. It happened every time for The Simpsons. Um, Friends, so I was, was a good boy, so I never uh, saw Friends either. Whose line is it anyways? Every time Colin really? Rockley made a penis joke, my dad would walk in. Oh. <laughs> so we weren't, we weren't allowed to do that one. I it went off and on, anyway. I mean, but yeah, yeah. Oh, man, Whose Line was so good. And I think it still continues to be, though I haven't seen it recently. But we, man, we did, we binged it about a year ago, and it it holds up, man. It, scenes from a hat, props. Oh, yeah. I love all those. I think it was funny because I got I got snotty about those because I was start to fast forward past the Wayne Brady songs because I just didn't care after a while. <laughs> it's funny as a kid; those are my favorite. As an adult, those are my least favorite. Yeah, they're they're a bit too cringy for me. Wayne Brady's still amazing. Oh yeah. Yeah, oh, no, no disrespect to Wayne show. Brady. Talented as heck that he can pull those off, but... Please don't hurt us. <laughs> Is Wayne Brady going to have to choke a bee? Um, which I guess segues well into your high school experience. You had Simpsons. It sounds like you had Friends and Seinfeld. Um, by the way, the sizzle one was from Bizarro Jerry. That was the episode. Oh, Just to follow up on that one. that's a golden episode, man. That's yes, it is. good stuff. 
when I started watching Seinfeld, I was out of college, and my friends, the Fultzes, uh, let me have an old recumbent bike, so I would bike and binge Seinfeld, but I went backwards. I started with 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, and then... So you did what I'm going to do with uh, Fast and the Furious. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. yeah. So, no, in high school, I remember, so, we, uh, we watched Arrested Development as it aired, and I felt, like, so much on the in crowd, and was so hard. That's right, you are young. <laughs> Yeah, not uh, that much. It was high well, school. No, but I, it was I got very unlucky with Arrested because I was living in Francis Hall at the time, and I caught one episode. It was season three, episode thirteen, and I was like, "Huh, this is pretty funny." And I went to go home. You must for, have been a freshman. I was a sophomore that came back from Austria. Because I thought I was. And, I can't remember. I thought the series ended while I was in high school. You're two years older than me, right? Well, it was two thousand five. Yeah. Okay. Right? Wasn't that what it ended? Had to have been. So, yeah, that had been my senior year. It would have been fall of my senior year. Continue. Yeah, no, the point of the story was just I got unlucky with that show as well, where I had to wait to get home to then rent the DVDs from Hollywood Video and then what, try what, to binge them all. What doomed that show is you couldn't jump in the middle because the comedy, it, it, the, there was continuity of story, but the jokes themselves were so self-referential that if you jumped yeah. in, you're missing seven layers to each joke that was occurring. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because at the end of this season, we'll do my Simpsons recap because I'm only Please. two seasons away from completely uh, catching up. Yeah, I'm almost completely caught up. But I will. Uh, I'll give this little tease right here, which is that aspect of the show is probably one of its bigger downfalls that could have helped it a lot, which is nothing ever changes and I, I know sure. that's the rule for a lot of shows and I know that that's a big deal for a lot of episodic content but even South Park aged everybody a full year mm. and has things that happen in early seasons that make jokes way later even more special and it works kind of like with this season and their th- uh, season 20 no I'm on 29 with uh, like when they're throwing out old stuff because Marge is doing the um What's that thing called? If an object doesn't bring you joy, then get rid of it. Oh, the Quan. Yeah, so she does. She does that, and like, there's a Mister Plow jacket, and like Barney takes it. I thought that's kind of funny, but I don't know why it's not ha ha funny. Because it seems like it's a wink to the audience. It's not actually occurring to the characters. I think is right. part of it. But then you have something like in South Park where they have Free Wilsiak, who's the 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 um, the humpback whale. No, what wait? What is Free Willy? The killer whale. Killer, yeah, the, killer, yeah. the killer whale that they send to the moon because they think that the, the whale is talking and telling them that they want to go to the moon, and the episode ends with just the whale dead on the moon. Then they have the 200th episode where I believe it's Tom Cruise who gets rocketed off to the moon, and the credits show Tom Cruise dead on the moon next to the dead whale. <laughs> like, that is way funnier than the, the wink and nods that The Simpsons kind of has re- reverted to in these most recent seasons that I'm watching. Um, so that's just a little tease of what I'll be talking about because there's a lot to praise in these later seasons, and there's a lot to be like, why? why? Oh, come on. Yeah. Interesting. So. No, I definitely want to have that conversation. Well, it sounds like so. Arrested Development ended while you're still in high school. That would have been around 2005, which to me was the most pivotal time for television for me because at that point, I really wasn't watching TV with real people, and I hadn't in a very long time. There would be occasional Tonight Shows that I would watch, like Leno. I, I really liked Leno a lot. Uh, Conan, I liked him a lot. Mm-hmm. But then 
uh, and then I will, you know, I had a crazy anime phase that started towards the end of high school. My, my old friend, Tommy from Altadena had recommended me all these anime and every single one of them was like astoundingly amazing. Trigun, monster, hunter, hunter. And that just spurned this huge love of anime. So when I got off to college, I had all these DVDs full of Inuyasha and Naruto, one piece and things like that. But then I got to Austria in the fall of 2005 and my friends were like, Hey, have you heard of this show called lost? And I had not. And I couldn't wait till we got, got here. God hooked. I still love yep. that show. I still this love the This is the next thing. one I, I was going to bring up. Yeah. So, so to me, I'll, I'll, I'll just touch on a couple others, but just to say that Please. lost is my gateway drug into modern day television because after lost, I got hooked on 24 after 24. I got hooked on alias, even though alias was over. I got hooked on prison break, which season one to me is still one of the greatest seasons of television. I have. I didn't ever get seen. past season one, but season one is so good. Exactly, exactly. So that was my gateway into thinking like, oh man, like I would love to be a TV writer someday. Like that kind of spurned because of Lost. So I will always be grateful to that show. And then uh, I started going nuts on TV after that. And I still watch a lot of yeah. uh, TV with real people to this day. But let's talk about Lost. I remember specifically Lost. living in Austria and it was around October, November. And I was <laughs> finding ways to get the episodes because they weren't airing on the local Austrian television. And uh, I remember I actually purchased one on iTunes, which was kind of like a cardinal sin at the time because Mountain Dew was giving you all those free iTunes Uh um, codes. And so I actually used my own money to purchase season one, episode 20 with uh, Saeed. Uh, I can't think of the episode, but it was a Saeed episode. Uh And I remember I bought like the rest of that season because I just could not wait to see more Lost. So I freaking... Yeah, just, oh my gosh, lost. So good. So for me, it was, I was studying for a test as, again, a senior in high school. Mm-hmm. And I had heard about the show, but not really anything other than its mystery shows. Pretty good. And it was the, they were re-airing the season one finale before the season two premiere. And I was studying upstairs in the way my, my childhood house, that we had a loft and the balcony of the loft went down to the the living room so I turned it on downstairs to watch uh, just turn on the season finale thinking we'll see what it's like and then the computer's over on the other side of that loft area so I'm working on the computer and about an hour and a half later I realized that I haven't studied or worked on the computer at all I'm just hanging over the <laughs> loft watching this engrossed in this show yeah. As they're blowing up in that hatch. <laughs> and oh, man. By the time the, the season two uh, premiere started, I had just given up studying. I was downstairs just watching it enrapturously. Right? It just, it the concept, the characters, the mystery, like cutting to commercial was always horrible, especially when the commercials didn't come back to mm. the scene you just left off at. But. Um, shout outs to Murph and John Washbish and Kirk and all those Wednesday night parties we'd have watching Lost in college. Just though Murph, I uh, every we watched the series finale after our road trip that we mentioned. Though we will mention in two episodes, we talk about that road trip. We timed that entire road trip to get back to my house so we could watch the series finale together when it aired. Oh my gosh! And did he go? Wow, that sucked. <laughs> he liked it. I still stand by. I like the ending of Lost. Good. No, so do, do you not I like absolutely. it? Do you weren't happy with no, it? No, I I love I I. It was funny because the the post like right after Lost ended, they had that Lost discussion show, and like uh. three dudes are like crying in the audience. I'm like wiping the tears away from my eyes. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> I get I, it. I cried. Yeah. Here of here's course. the deal with Lost that people gave up on Lost because the mystery 
It was not a jigsaw puzzle that fit together, and I get why we all thought it would, but at the end of the day, they were great characters in great circumstances, doing fascinating things, and sure, the mystery didn't tie up everything together perfectly in a neat bow, but man, the character arcs were so good. Yes, absolutely. Oh. Don't tell John Locke what he can and can't do, okay? You oh, can't. Locke is still one of my favorite characters to ever grace fiction. I love that it, character so much. That was my first experience with, when I would see a movie, I'm trying to give a good example. When I saw The Rocketeer again, uh-huh. and you realize that Locke Terry, is yeah. Terry O'Quinn? Terry, something like yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that sounds, yeah. yeah that sounds close enough. I, he's in the Rocketeer. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah, he's uh, he's Hugh... the airplane guy, Terry O'Quinn. Yeah, he's um, Terry O'Quinn. Thank you. The aviator. Why do I want to say Hugh Hefner? It's the stupidest crap. Oh, it's, uh, Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Howard Hughes. Thank you. Um, I, he'll never be able to. As a, well, there's Locke. You know, there's yeah. Locke. It's like you know, it's just. Um, or even like Alias, like the dad, Jack, he was uh, Jesus and Jesus Christ. No, he was uh, Jesus and Godspell. And I'm just like, yeah, that's he's still going to be Jack to me forever. And then um, the actual character, Jack, whenever I see him in anything from Vantage Point to um, that really horrible one I would never recommend with Kirk Douglas. Um, that was way too horrific for even me. I can't think of what it was, but it's just like it's still, it's still Jack. It's still Jack. Every time I, I see I, it, it's Jack. I think I mentioned this show last season. If I didn't, I, we need to. Have you heard of The Patriot? No. It's on Amazon. Terry O'Quinn plays the dad of the main character. It, basically, the way this show is pitched to me on another podcast I was listening to um, is that <laughs> this is uh, this is the show if uh, Wes Anderson made a James Bond series. Ooh. It's amazing. A James yeah, Bond yeah, character that really doesn't want to be a James Bond character and a lot of quirky, weird stuff happening with Terry Quinn being amazing and uh, the dad from Malcolm in the Middle? No, not from that 70s show. Oh, Red? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Basically, the main character... Oh, you got me on a tangent. The main character has to infiltrate a company by being a pipe-fitting salesman while knowing nothing about pipe fittings, and Red is his boss, and it's... Watch it. It's on Amazon Prime. It's brilliant. It's brilliant. Wes Anderson does James Bond. If that doesn't sell you, you're not going to enjoy it, but if that does, you're going to love it. Most excellent. Well, this is just part one, folks. We're going to do TV Gush again. We're thinking we'll probably have another one before the season is over, but, but you know, before we wrap up, as we always do, Brendan, are there any, is there anything you're consuming right now that you want to tell everybody out, as well as, you know, Suicide Squad? Sure, yeah, we touched on Suicide Squad, which is great. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a James Gunn movie. Who doesn't enjoy that? Um, Grindhouse James Gunn, very, very, very graphic. Just be careful. Yep, it's an already James Gunn, but it's a blast. Uh, yes, we're it is. still working through BoJack Horseman, which is better with every passing episode. Um, really enjoying it. I, I think I've mentioned this as well, am stupid excited, speaking of anime, uh, for the final movie of the Evangelion Rebuild series. Have you watched any of those? I have not, no. Okay, so do you know what I'm talking about? I do a little bit, yeah. I know about the first one. I think I've seen a little bit of that one. Basically, Evangelion is a series with a terrible ending. And so they, he made a movie that was the most trippy, whacked out ending of all time. By terrible, I think it was brilliant, but a lot of people hated it. Then mm-hmm. the movie, The End of Evangelion, came out, and it is the most wacky thing I've ever seen, and I, maybe the most brilliant thing I've ever seen. 
And then he started remaking the movies, like, from scratch, with gorgeous modern animation starting in the late 2000s. So the first movie is just the retelling of the first five episodes, pretty straight. Then the second movie mm -hmm. I watched, so I'm working my way through them again to prepare. I watched the second movie last night, which is a semi-retelling of the middle chunk of episodes, but it takes mm -hmm. some huge turns, goes some really different places, and it's the best thing Evangelion's done. It's heartfelt, it's crushing, but it's also a freaking blast. It's such a good movie. I'm doing the third one tonight, and then Friday, the fourth one, which came out in Japan in this spring, and I've been dying to see, comes out. And so it's, you know, 20 years of great, weird, wacky, heartbreaking, hilarious TV shows I'm so excited for. That's awesome, man. Yeah. That's just awesome. How about you? Uh, so I read two books, and uh, it's a part of what I will talk about in part two because um, it is based off of the TV show Firefly, but uh, I did see two, uh, or I did read two Firefly novels, Big Damn Hero and Maleficent, or Magnificent Nine, and both were very... Magnificent Nine was like a 3.5, and Big Damn Hero was like a 3 out of 5 for me, uh, just fine episodes on their own, but definitely needed a, another draft or two, but those were both, uh, still, for what they were, they were quite enjoyable, mm -hmm. and I think... Yeah, and I just started a new anime called Hiri. Oh my gosh, my cousin Matt will not like that I mispronounce it. Horiyama or something, <laughs> and uh, I'm enjoying that on top of continuing my Simpsons binge. So nice. that's what nice, I got going nice, on. Nice, cool. Well, thank you guys for joining us. Come back next week for the best animated movie of um, what is it? All time? Yeah, all time. That's what it is. <laughs> It'll make you cry. Yep, it's good stuff. Like if you cry every time. So we'll see y'all in the next one. Bye, guys. Bye.